Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Harry, can we click down to earth? It's a show in which we talk about the issues that matter and a couple of things that are top of mind as soon as we start. The governor of Michigan will be speaking at 11 a.m. this morning, and she's going to talk about uh, the coronavirus and how it's impacting this state. I imagine that where you are, that your state's leaders are also talking about the impact that it will have. We heard just a few minutes ago from CNN that the uh, Surgeon General says it's going to get bad this week. He's kind of tardy to the party. We've been saying that, healthcare officials have been saying that since January, maybe. So he's a little tardy to the party. The time for action was then to mitigate the, the snowballing effect that we're seeing now. Now, Millions of people are going to be impacted. Some are even going to die. And the cost to the economy and to people's lives cannot be measured. It's immeasurable. Now, this is the time when you say it's going to be bad this week. Imagine that. I think he should be fired, the Surgeon General. He should have, he's the medical official. He should have stood up and said, this is going to be a crisis if we don't do this, regardless of who appointed him. And stand for something because you are a medical official. I hope he never gets a job after this. It is unbelievable how this has been bungled. Uh, Yeah, if you read the CDC website, of course, follow what the CDC guidelines are saying. I'm talking about the Surgeon General who says this is going to be bad this week. It was always going to be bad. I mean, and here's the real deal. If you really think about it, y'all, haven't we been down this road before? Remember anthrax, SARS, H1N1, the flu, influenza? So it's not like we have been down this road before. In those scenarios, we just took precautionary measures. So it was just something that literally passed us by. This time, instead, we, it's like standing on a train track. It's almost as if they stood on a train track, saw the train coming, and went like, oh, like a deer caught in the headlights. Like, it's not going to happen, is it? No, buddy, it's not going to happen. Oh, no, buddy, it's not going to happen. And now here we are. This is not something to play around with. My concern with this is that because we're not testing everybody, guess what? There are more people who have the virus. They just don't call it a germ. It's not a virus. It's a germ because it spreads so quickly. It's viral in its application, but it's a germ. Because if it's still left on surfaces, then that's a germ, right? Typhoid and, and malaria pass from person to person. This one is passing from person to person. It's passing on surfaces. So it's a, it's a lot different. So I want to talk today about how coronavirus is permanently changing the world. And you and I, there's no doubt in our minds that this is true. Whether you believe in red state, blue state, this is not a time to think about it. This is a time to think that we are all one. And we are all going to be losers because the people who were in charge did not act accordingly and act quickly enough. That's, that's irreparable. The damage that has been done is irreparable. Because now people are paying for that. And a lot of the folks who are paying for our people act obviously we care about. Our seniors, our parents and grandparents who are in nursing homes, they're going to pay for it. Our brothers and 
officers who are doing are on the front line, the truck drivers, my goodness, the deliverers, the delivery drivers. If they don't work, some people will never get their stuff delivered, right? And no, they're talking about cancer meds to treat this virus. Unbelievable. Why? You had from January, you could have done this. You could have done all the research. You waited. Even into February, they were still calling it a hoax while the rest of us were sitting. Maybe because I worked in healthcare that I kind of understood it better, right? And I believe in science because God may be universe, but God is a God of science. You and I are, are science. As we saw what happened in China. Now, because we live so far away from China, like most of us, we were like, that's that China stuff. That's what they do over there. But when we crossed continent and went to Italy, that's when we should have said, wait, just a minute. But up until the 28th of February, people were still on Facebook. People were still in the national spotlight. I think this is a hoax. And this was created by the Democrats. It's the most unbelievable thing ever. If the Democrats want to win an election, I don't really think they were going to create a virus to win an election. To, you, to kill people whom they want to vote, that didn't even make sense. The science of it was sitting right in front of us all the time. And now, permanent changes that this virus is going to bring. Number one, the biggest one, is not just becoming. Let's talk about the Tokyo Games. At this point, we can all say the Summer Olympics is cat. For the first time in history, we've, we've been through wars. Remember the 1972 games in, in, in Germany? Anybody remember those? No, you and I are not in living memory. But history records that at that time there was so much terrorist activity that it seemed as if the games wouldn't go on, but the games went on. We've survived through 1980. There was the 1976 games. Those took place in Canada, if I, I think, right? In 1980, we've survived so much with these Olympic Games. And for the first time, the Olympic Games are threatening to not just the economy if they want to. They used to make us feel that the economy was invincible, that nothing could ever thwart the economy and we were invincible. No, they can shut it down if they want to. The coronavirus shut the U.S. economy down. It shut down world economy. You know what we learned? What did we learn? We are the economy. If we don't get up and go to work, if we don't buy goods and services, there's no economy. At the bottom of it, you just realize that guess who is really important? They were staring at us all the time. It was not the fat cats on Wall Street who, you know, they proselytize and walk about and pontificate and postulate as if they make this country great. It was never the politicians. It was not the fat cats. It was not the CEOs. It was not the billionaires. You know who did? Who makes the economy? The truck drivers, the delivery people in the country, the healthcare workers who show up nonetheless, the police officers. That's who makes the economy work. It was always about us. They made it seem like they're the only ones who matter. They make it seem like if we don't do this, if we don't come on TV, if we don't talk, if we don't move hedge funds, if we don't move 300 million here and 400 million here, and if we're not a billionaire, this doesn't happen. Crap. Who makes the economy work is you 
and I, getting up every day to that $8 an hour job, that $9 an hour job, that $15 an hour job, that $25 an hour job, that's who makes it work. And guess what? Guess who keeping it rolling right now? The delivery truck drivers. Any day, the truckers who drive those big trucks, any day they decide to shut it down, we're done. That means we won't have any groceries. We won't be able to buy. If the cashiers who work at all these retail stores do not show up, guess what? We ain't going to get any groceries. It's going to be riots and pandemonium. And the police officers, like in the city of Detroit, the police officers are mostly quarantined. Because Saturday night, one of them went to answer a domestic call, a domestic violence call. And guess what happened to him? He caught the coronavirus because the suspect had the coronavirus. So now all the police officers are like, I'm quarantined. I'm not going anywhere. Guess what? So Michigan State Police has offered to step in. Do we want that? No, we don't. I love you, Michigan State Police. But thank you. But see you soon, but not right now. Okay, you can stay where you are. Right? Do you see what I'm saying? So guess who keeps the economy rolling? You and I. Joe Blow and Blow, Angela Blow, that's who keeps the economy running. It was never the fat cat. It's not Elon Musk. It's not Bill Gates. It's not Warren Buffett. It's not the big CEOs who make $50 million a year, plus a stock option of the talking heads on CNN. Right now, the economy has ground to a halt because you and I are not getting on a subway in New York City. We're not taking national. We're not buying gas. We are at home sitting down, watching the rest of these players act like they know something. They don't know jack. So when it is time for you and I to go back to work, that's when the economy will restart. We are the ones in charge, and it's time for the people to know your power. If you don't know your power, then they're going to take your power away. You have to know where your power is, who is your power source and who you are. When you don't know that, then they're going to take it away because you are sitting there like, oh, I'm nobody. I'm just a little person. Oh, oh my God, I'm so insignificant. Everybody, you all walk around thinking you're insignificant. And then you stop going out to work and you stop buying stuff. And guess what? The economy of the great United States ground to a halt. Think about that. I want you to think about that a virus has changed, this, has changed the world permanently. It has also made us see the world in a different way. Now, this year, nobody's going on vacation. What vacation where? Vacation will be in your backyard with your barbecue grill and some meat thrown on it. And that's how you're going to sit down and simulate being on a beach. You're going to get on a plane to go anywhere? No, because even after the summer comes, are you going to really feel comfortable getting on a plane and going somewhere and telling people? You ain't going to do that. You're not going to do that. After this, it's over. I guarantee all of us, we're going to revisit our social distancing. You see, now that they've introduced social distancing, guess what? This is going to be all of us. When you meet someone, hey, how are you doing? Nice to see you. Not ahead. Keep it moving. We're not going to shake hands. We're not going to embrace. Even family members whom we haven't seen in a while. If they don't live in your house, you don't touch them anymore. That's a permanent way the world has changed. We're going to now greet one another and say, hello, how are you? Nice to meet you. We're not going to touch. We're not going to embrace. And if people start coughing, we're not going to forget that stuff, right? Social distancing is going to be the thing. So for people who do mass transit, I suspect that in New York and other cities where people take the trains a lot, 
I suspect that there are going to be some challenges. Most people after this are going to do what? Buy a car and commute. People in large cities that are dependent on that, they're going to buy a car. They're going to at least have some control over this environment. And I don't admit that. Mm-hmm. We're all nodding our heads. You're lucky. You can't see. I can see you, but you can see me, right? So I can't see you nodding your head, boy, super like, if you spin up one more time, right? That is one way that coronavirus has changed because now we recognize that if they're telling us to wash our hands, and gosh darn it, people, can you wash your hands? You and I are looking like, so folks were washing their hands? Oh, my gosh, so people were sneezing into their hands and touching surfaces for the love of God. So guess what you're not going to do now? You're going to live in an apartment building. You're going to look for a house you can rent, and you tell yourself, boy, if it's going to cost me a commute, it's worth it. The other way, can you believe it, is going to be permanent. We're not going to change after this. Because me, I am shaking nobody's hand, and I'm not going to touch anybody. Hi, nice to see you. And as soon as they leave, I'm going to spray. Lysol is become, going to become our best friend. I bet they come out with pocket-sized Lysols. You know they used to have that years ago, and then they stopped. Because in the in the past, I used to walk around with a pocket-sized Lysol. I kid you not. I'm, just, I'm not a germaphobe, but I was always conscious because I worked in healthcare. And I wasn't in healthcare where I touched people directly. But I supervised the people who touched people. So when the nurses and so on would come into the office, I was very conscious that they're bringing everything with them. So I made sure that I had life all and you know, and the disinfecting wipes, touch surfaces and stuff like that. I'm not, I kid you not, right? That's one way in which the coronavirus has changed us permanently. Go through my neighborhood uh, last night, and I was shocked. I, I didn't even know people live in houses, man. I mean, everybody, every room in that house, in houses, had lights on. I didn't even know people went in their basement. <laughs> the basement lights were lit up like a Christmas tree. Everybody is at home and staying in. Lights are on. I'm like, darn it. Right? And this is happening. If you were to look at us from the sky or the satellites, the whole place is lit up like a Christmas tree. So the coronavirus is going to change the way we live. There are folks right now who have moved out of their apartments and moved into their parents' home or with other family members because they're like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if martial law is going to start. They're going to kick down the apartment doors or whatever. I don't know if I'm safe. Let me go live with family because at least it will be safe because you're in a house. You can control that. The other thing it's going to do that is a big deal, especially here in America. It's going to change the way we elect officials. You realize that certain parts of our society have to continue. And in Washington State, they allow folks to send in their ballots, their votes by mail. You and I are wondering, why can't we do that? They're going to introduce electronic uh, voting as an app. You log into the app. It recognizes your face. It matches your driver's license information, right? Everything is in your driver's license. Boom. Select the, 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 uh, the, the candidate of your choice. Boom, 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 boom. Election and votes are coming. It's going to change the way we vote. So they know that there are certain protocols. But when people come in at the top, they want to leave their mark on stuff. They want to say, I did this and I did that. It's going to change that. It's going to change who we elect because you're, now you're looking and you're like, wow, 
probably need to make sure the people who we elect at the top that they are experienced. That's going to change the way we look at that. And you're all nodding your head silently like, wow, you have been thinking about that silently, right? The other thing that it is going to do, that is going to really impact us, it's going to change the way we send our kids to school. Because now you're looking at it and you're saying, maybe homeschooling is not a bad idea. They shut the colleges down. In some states, they're going to use uh, college norms as mass scenes for hospitals. That's a catastrophic plan that is now in place. So they're going to change. It probably is going to change the way we go to college. Wow. You know what else is going to change? The way we look at each other. Now we're going to look at each other differently because before it was I, 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 I. It was always me. That's what is driving this whole thing crazy. It's about one guy standing before the mirror, standing before the cameras, and all eyes are on him. And I, 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 that's going to change because now we're looking at, dude, you don't have all the answers. You need a team of people who know what they're doing around you so that they can inform you and you accept what they say. The fact that you don't wash your hands and then touch a door in a public space that I go to is what is impacting me. The fact that you didn't think you needed to sneeze into your sleeves, but sneeze into your hands and then touch the door impacts me. So the way we look at ourselves, it's going to change. Shocking, isn't it? Pretty shocking. And some of these are changes that are welcome, and some of these are changes that have come up on us. It's going to change the way we worship. I said this years and years ago, but I guess I didn't have a big you know, platform for anyone to hear. And would anyone have listened in, in 2011? Oh, he laughed me out of his office. It changed the way we worship. No, we don't have to gather. I've been saying it for years. You don't have to gather in a sanctuary, right? That is optional. You just need to connect with the people from me. like this. He laughed me up when I told him eventually that's what's going to happen. Because now you do know that while they're preaching God and they're telling us that God is good and we know that God is good, we know that. But at the same time, you could be sitting beside someone who has the virus and just coming within a few feet of their airspace does what? Gives you a virus. So it's going to change the way. Because in Vatican City and from St. Peter's, Basilica gives holy mass to the Holy Eucharist. That's going to change. It's going to change the way we deliver Holy Communion in the Catholic Church. That mug thing that everybody sits from, you ain't going to do that anymore. They better come up with individualized cups of, 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 of communion liquid. I'm not putting my mouth on anything. I, just, I never did that after AIDS became a thing. And then there was hepatitis B. I'm like, are you crazy? <laughs> Bringing my communion thing in a little thing that I can rip the layers off. It is going to change the way we worship. Are we going to go into big sanctuaries anymore? Knowing that people are walking into those sanctuaries. Now, the church is supposed to be a hospital, but maybe we need to revisit how that is. One to another, no matter what the medium is, God is still going to be there. Jesus said it. We're two or three gathered together in my name, Well, this is gathering. There are two or three of us who are gathered. It's fundamentally going to shift the way we think. It makes us rethink what is wartime, because this germ is a wartime. The coronavirus is war. 
it made us realize how susceptible we are because now countries have closed their borders. Think about that. Are we going to reopen our border? Are we? We shut it down. We're not just going to reopen the border, are we? No. We're going to requirement. Show your health card. When was the last time you went to a doctor to make sure that when you're visiting their country, you're not bringing something in? It's going to change the way we travel. Years and years ago, uh, when you, whenever you flew on an aircraft, they used to spray the aircraft before landing so that the people who are coming off that aircraft would not carry viruses, and then the environmentalists got into it. The environmentalists, that whole foolishness is going to stop. That crazy ideology that has no basis in science is going to stop. They said, well, I don't want anybody spraying anything on me because I don't want this. And now look where we are. Viruses are being transmitted across international borders because we don't disinfect. Because people carry the other choice. That's going to change. The way we travel is going to change. And some of these countries that have closed borders probably not going to reopen them right away. Canada has closed its borders. Look at how Canada did it. Canada closed its borders except to Americans. Think about that, people. Think about that. The country of Canada closed its borders except to Americans. You need to think about that. That's serious stuff. Right? Now, we have closed our northern border and our southern border. It's going to go away and evaporate overnight. It's not. It, it's changed us. Right? Because we had enough time to sit and look at it. This was not an H1N1. That was only going to afflict some people that they had a vaccine for, that they could warn against and people to preventative measures. This is different. Look at the ramifications. The economy grounds to a halt. You seriously think that there are not going to be ramifications after this? It's, it's impossible. Of course, we're going to try to come back to some semblance of what we were before, but there are some things that are going to change irrevocably. Right? Our enemy, Mexico, is part of our border. It seems to me that what we should have done was shore up Mexico's border with Guatemala first, because Mexico is just right next door. So now we're going to change the way we look at Mexico and do business with Mexico because we need to be friendly with Mexico because folks can get into Mexico and then get in here. That should have always been the thought. So now we're going to look at who goes and comes across the border, like, hello, who you are, where you coming from. Let me see what somebody else is saying. Well, the aftermath, but as long as there's a vaccine, who cares? We'll go back to normal. That's what you think, and that's what politicians want you to think. But behind the scenes, that's not going to be, that's not the reality. I read an article on Political Magazine over the weekend, and they consulted a number of experts across the spectrum to find out what ways do they think this will change. And the, the thing is, we see it. We don't, just, we don't need just the experts to tell us. The people who study society and movements and science, we can see it ourselves. We just are reluctant to admit that this suddenly came and blindsided us and took us off our spinning wheels. It's March, y'all. We should be preparing for Easter. And then after that, we all have summer vacations planned, right? And then we plan for the kids to go back to school in the fall. And then there's the summer games to make life a little bit at the back of your mind. But 
eventually it wants to override. Wait until they really shut us down. So they shut the borders down, preventing people from coming in. Then they're going to tell us, well, we kind of don't want you walking around. And you can't go into the hospital even if you're sick. You have to be demonstrably sick, like everything coming out of your lungs before you can go into the hospital. Right? You, you find someone who is in, has a fever and who is delirious, and you try to tell them they can't go to the hospital. That's crazy. This is making us rethink our healthcare system because we don't have enough hospital beds. What if something had really happened? What if there was something that happened? Something did happen. The healthcare workers more. You remember how after 9/11 we were all about the militarization of America, and we respected our soldiers. Being a soldier was being a king in America. Now we're going to look at our healthcare workers like they're the true MVPs. Doctors, nurses, the CNAs, the janitors, the orderlies, the people, the transport people, the receptionists, those are all part of the system. We're going to respect them now. We're going to have some serious respect for anesthesiologists, physical therapists, before we acted like science was nothing. And science is what on teaching science. We thought science was irrelevant. We stopped teaching science, y'all. And now you have a group of people who we realize do not have critical thinking skills. You know, the common core foolishness that they are trying to introduce into education, it makes you just follow a line, a line, a line, a line, and you don't think. So now people follow a line, a line, a line, I don't think. So anybody stands before you and tell you some foolishness, you don't employ critical thinking to say that actually does not make sense. Now you understand why critical thinkers have been criticized so much. Because people think are perceived as being dangerous to what one leader wants to execute. You have to be careful of that. At a time, I am constant. It's like trying to explain to some of my relatives why this is important. drove me up because I was done. I said, I guess you're just going to find out. That was how I ended the conversation. I, I was like, I seriously can't believe then when they realized the governor was shutting us up, they were like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I can't let anything get off. I said, you have full week's notice. I'm trying to tell you. What more did you want to see? No concept of critical thinking. No concept of science. The airlines were offering free fares, and idiots were jumping on the fares. And people actually took the fares and flew out, even though there were warnings that they were closing the border, $97. He thought that was a steal. Went to San Diego and got stuck in San Diego up until Saturday morning. He was still trying to figure out how to get back to Detroit. I kid you not, this is real. <laughs> he couldn't get out of plane, <laughs> couldn't find a flight, couldn't get a car to rent, was trying to get to the bus station, and the buses don't, don't know that because California by that time had issued a stay-in-place order, a shelter-in-place order. This is what happens when a whole generation of folks did not, they did not learn to think critically and did not look at the science. They thought this was never going to happen. They thought that's just NBC and the rest of them made that up. Everybody at Fox News should be fired. They're irresponsible in their reporting because they said this was, this was the hoax. Why is what's happening? You, you know what that tells me? You don't care about people. Because this was already happening in China. And it has started happening in Italy. And you call that a hoax? 
why we're going to change the way we teach people. We're going to teach science. I got to wrap it up. It's time is going. Got to go. But um, what about eating out? Can I just ask you that question? Who's going to go to a restaurant to eat out after this? You know what we're all going to do now? Take out. The restaurant business, as we know, is going to change. We're going to do takeout for the foreseeable future. Because restaurants are a petri dish. The viruses. It's so easy to transmit the virus. The things that I find that is encouraging about that, I made some notes, uh, is that we're going to perhaps go back to faith. Because we recognize that there's got to be a belief system that is bigger than ourselves. Because when you have, when all of your hope was based on the stock market and all your hope was based on how much money you had in your 401k and you saw how that was wiped out and you have nothing left to stand on because your company is only going to pay you for four weeks, but you are offered for 16, you realize that you need something stronger to encourage you and to keep you moving. We're going to go back to solid faith. We used to shore or Christian. But we're going to go back to faith. See? Because now you're looking at it like, oh, my God, there might be something to this. Yeah? And it makes you wonder about how money was done. You know one of the things that emerged out of this? Guess what? We didn't know that they could stop evictions and foreclosures. Did we? We didn't know that you don't have to be penalized for paying your mortgage late. We didn't know that. Believable. That's going to permanently change because now people are going to advocate. No, you can't, you can't penalize me if I don't pay my mortgage. How many times have people lost their homes because they didn't work for two or three months or they were laid off from work? Or because of illness, they couldn't work. And then you lose your home. That was never fair. That's what has contributed to what? Homelessness. Maybe this COVID virus is a recalibration. Maybe we needed to, we were moving so fast that we moved so fast that we forgot humanity in the midst of it. And now we have to crew, like screech to a halt and recalibrate and start again from the bottom up with the best in mind. And it's that human beings matter more than machines. Human beings matter more than money. Human beings matter more than your network. Tells me late Saturday night. They're going to close shelters because of the coronavirus. They're going to reduce how people get into shelters. They've closed their offices. You can't talk to anybody. And you definitely can't get into a shelter. And they're looking at how to repatriate folks out of the shelters because something they have, it has spread like wildfire. Are you listening to me? It shook me to the core because one of the things I've been confronted with is what's happening to homeless people. How are they going to live through this? And all of us have to think like that. These are human beings nonetheless, for one. If it is not good for all of us, then it's not good. You can call a stimulus check to some people and not all. That's not fair. I don't care if they earn 500000 a year. They should still get a stimulus check. If you earn $5,000 a year, you should get one. If you earn under $5,000, everybody in the United States at some point contributed to the growth of the United States. Everybody should get a check. Like, seriously? You want to streamline how people get a stimulus? 
but you bail out the big corporations. Why are you giving them all the money and the people who make the economy work? The people at the bottom are not getting a stimulus check. Drivers make more than 75000 a year. So you're not going to give them a stimulus check either? Hmm, think about that. Truck drivers make more than 49000 a year. They're not going to get a stimulus check? That does not make any sense. Everybody should get a stimulus check. The people who are seniors should get a stimulus check. The people who are on disability should get a stimulus check. The people who are on Social Security should get a stimulus check. If the, if the, if the, if the Social Security Administration sends a check out every month, that's who they need to go to. Who are you sending checks to? Give me your list. Write those people a check. That's who should get a check. Everybody. Everybody. So ruggedly individual and be so selfish and self-centered that we don't think about people. How did we get away with thinking that we could just randomly put people out on the street? And not think about what happens to that family. Years ago, I knew a man. There was a time in my life when I rented. I was a renter. And I remember renting a house from a man who confessed that he believed he got sick because he put a family out on the street in March in Michigan. And he said they had a small child. And apparently, they were struggling. And they couldn't pay the rent. And he put them out on the street, and he remembered how the little girl, she was two and a half or three, kept looking at him and staring at him. And after that, he got so sick, he ended up in the hospital. He knew that he had done something wrong. Confessing it to me, I didn't think it made him a nicer person. Why did we think like that? Why did we think that taking away someone's transportation, repossessing people's cars, was going to help we all we thought about was our bottom line. We got into this at will employment, not giving people uh, the benefit and the security of knowing that even if you don't come to work, even if you're sick, you can take a sick day and still get paid. Where did that come from? When did we evolve into this kind of people who were so self-centered and basic about money and inanimate things like money? And focus more on money than on people. That's why we have a virus running rampant through this society. And even though we're still selfish, hand sanitizers and gowns and, and ventilators and gloves. Are you listening to me? Beaumont Hospital. That's the whole hospital system. Pretty soon they're going to start looking for our homes, and if you have these kind of supplies, they're going to say, hand it over. When did we become so focused on ourselves and everything to be recalibrated? Check out how they're doing stuff in Canada and Italy. They're serving the people. And you know what? We call them socialists. But guess what? In this time of crisis, that stuff works. They're helping their people. They're making sure that their people don't get evicted, they don't lose cars, right? They don't lose homes, and they get food on their table and they have access to health care. You call it socialism, I call it people. Maybe we need to look, look at that a little bit more and stop judging people because now we have this virus that has become our common enemy. And now we have to look at who we really are. This is stripping us bare and open. Hey, 180 degrees from how we started. This is not the America that I knew. This is not the America that I came to. 
I came to an America who were compassionate and who were God-fearing and who cared about their fellow man. An America that provided benefits to workers so people don't have to sit home and worry about what they're going to do next. An America that made sure people had access to health care. An America that made sure that people who are disabled can get some food. There are disabled people who can't get out. I want that America back. If you don't mind, please send that America back. And if this is what the coronavirus is going to do to make us think less of Elon Musk and all the multi-billionaires who get together and sit down and ha, 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 let's strip the workers of everything so you and I can make more money, they probably need to, they're probably right in finding another planet. Don't live on another planet. You don't deserve to live on this one. This for ordinary people who are good folk. We call them commoners, but they're people. Maybe you all need to go take off and go live on a planet with only billionaires. Go, go enjoy your rarefied air. Because this is crazy. They've reduced this country to nothing. Made this country like ground. And this country was not designed to be like that. We're supposed to be the leaders to lead the rest of the world and show the rest of the world how to be humane and compassionate, especially in times of crisis. But here we are. You're showing down confidence and you don't want to pay the people. Time off for that. Shameful. My name is Harriet Kimmick. This has been Down to Earth. Thank you so much for joining me. Join a really different way. But know that there's going to be life after this. And when we come out of this, we have to commit to being better. We need to look up higher and ask God to be merciful unto us and commit to the fact that we're going to change. On that basis, Lord, give me your mercy so I can go through this. That must that will come upon us. And then when we go through, Lord, you will deliver us. we got to be better than we are. We are good people. Come on, let's be good. So the Elon Musk and the Jeff Bezos and the Bill Gates and the Warren Buffett and all the billionaires who are right now thinking of flying to Mars or accelerating programs in Mars, so they go up in your, in your jet, go to Mars, don't come back. We don't want you back because you have ruined this planet and you have destroyed people. And now people are sitting hopeless, don't know what they're going to do. But I have news for you. Be encouraged. It's going to work out. It's going to work out. It's going to be okay. just looks a little rough for a while, but it's going to be okay. Right? My name is Terry Kimmer. Go to my website, com, as well as view my pages on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and share this podcast with others so we can be more informed and be aware. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.